0: Go to CloudOptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's CloudOptimizer.com. Today in Business, from Wired. Chuck Yeager's 1947 flight inspired our supersonic ambitions. Yeager was a prototype of the American hero. a decorated fighter pilot immortalized in Tom Wolfe's The Right Stuff. He died Monday at age 97. By Arian Marshall. Legendary test pilot Chuck Yeager, the first man to break the sound barrier and live to tell a tale, died on Monday in Los Angeles. The retired Air Force Brigadier General was 97. On October 14, 1947, Yeager clambered inside the neon-orange Bell X-1 with the help of a 10-inch broomstick. The pilot, already legendary after a series of World War II dogfighting heroics, had broken a few ribs the night before in a post-saloon horse ride with his wife. He needed the stick to close the door of the cockpit behind him. At 23,000 feet, the bullet-shaped experimental aircraft powered by a four-chamber rocket engine dropped out of the bomb bay of a B-29 Superfortress. Jaeger had been flying the X-1 for a few months by then in an attempt to push flight to greater speeds. But a new innovation Courtesy of the U.S. Air Force, gave him renewed confidence that it was time to push his luck again. A horizontal, all-flying tail, also called a stabilator, allowed the pilot to control the airplane's pitch. This could be the day. Okay, quick pause for science. In the years following World War II, pilots the world over were desperate to break the sound barrier. The speed close to the speed of sound during which aerodynamics go topsy-turvy. Hitting speeds between 660 and 760 miles per hour will break the sound barrier depending on atmospheric conditions. It was hard. When something moves through the air at slower speeds, air molecules have time to dodge the object. But speed up the thing, say an aircraft, and the air molecules move closer together, compressing and increasing the air density at the aircraft's nose. This is when things get slightly spooky. Shockwaves form and move rearwards, creating a pressure differential that lifts up the back of the wing. The result? Epic destabilization. Before Jaeger and the Air Force's stabilator, which you can still spot on super-fast fighter jets, pilots would lose control of their aircraft. Some fell apart in the air. Some, including decorated British test pilot Jeffrey de Havilland Jr., died in the effort. We weren't getting free houses or notoriety, Yeager later told Wired of the Air Force's efforts. We were working our tails off for $250 a month. Many of us were dying in the process. But on that day in 1947, as Yeager cruised above California's Mojave Desert, he fired the last two chambers of his rocket engine. The needle on the X-1's Mach Meter, which indicated the ratio between the aircraft's speed and the speed of sound, hit 1.0, its maximum. In truth, Jaeger hit Mach 1.06. Later, the pilot described the experience of breaking the sound barrier as smooth as a baby's bottom. As writer Tom Wolfe noted in The Right Stuff, his 1973 book documenting the triumphs and travails of the daring American test pilots who powered the country's post-war forays into rocket tech, Jaeger's feats were so celebrated that his West Virginia poker hollow drawl became the intercom template for pilots everywhere. Yeager later served as a technical advisor for the film version of the book. He also made a cameo as a bartender. Below Yeager, staff who were gathered at Murak Air Base, now known as Edwards Air Force Base, heard the sound of distant thunder. Okay, another science pause. As the X-1, or anything traveling super fast, begins to move at speeds near sound, Sound waves begin to pile up in front of it. When the object finally outruns the sound waves and all the pressure that is built up around it, those disturbance waves make their way down to the ground. They are loud. Perhaps you've heard of a sonic boom. That boom is part of the reason not all of us are little Jaegers today. Test pilots like Jaeger and the boundary-pushing engineers who help them get into the air are credited for elevating American military technology to literal new heights. And many modern military fighter jets are capable of traveling at supersonic speeds. But more than 70 years after the test pilot's signature accomplishment, supersonic commercial aircraft are all but extinct, in part because the noise is so disturbing to humans and animals, and has even been known to cause light structural damage. The Concorde, operated by Air France and British Airways between 1976 and 2003, cruised at Mach 2.04. But its incredible noise led regulators to confine it to overseas trips. Flights inside the cramped aircraft, which traveled between New York City and London in less than three hours, were expensive. Way more than your typical international business seat. The expense of running and maintaining the aircraft and a terrible crash in 2000 that killed more than 100 people help lead to the Concorde's demise. Starry-eyed innovators have regularly floated promises of a supersonic revival ever since. In October, the startup Boom Supersonic unveiled a subscale prototype of an airliner it calls the Overture. The company says that when the $200 million aircraft is complete, it will be able to carry 55 passengers to Mach 2.2. It hopes to begin test flights in 2025. Two other aerospace startups, Arian and Spike, are also hammering away at smaller supersonic jets for the business set. NASA's Low Boom Flight Demonstrator Program is working with Lockheed Martin on an X-59 QSST aircraft, short for Quiet Supersonic Transport, which could begin test flights as early as 2023. The aircraft aims to travel at Mach 1.42, while producing a sonic boom and about the noise level of a vacuum cleaner. The Concorde, by contrast, sounded like a loud sports stadium. The plane will be designed to spread out sound waves across the aircraft's long, thin body, so they sound more like a long thump. For now, though, Jaeger's legendary flight is a reminder of how far and fast humans can go, and of uh, the limitations of any kind of technology. And it's often not what people can do, but whether anyone can make money doing it. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible, but at grand Canyon university, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team led by your own GCU counselor provides you with the personal support you need to succeed.